Welcome to the Aaron Novello Podcast. Are you looking to master the art of real estate sales? Do you want to level up your business and lifestyle? You are in the right place. Aaron and his guests share winning real estate sales strategies and techniques and show you how to win the inner game that leads to financial freedom. Get ready. Here is your host, top producing real estate agent and coach to some of the top agents in the U.S. and internationally, Aaron Novello. Welcome back, Novello Nation, uh, to another episode of the Aaron Novello Podcast. I have with us a very smart individual. Okay, I met her at a uh, mega agent camp, and at the time, she was a technologist uh, with Keller Williams, and now she's an associate uh, at a venture capital firm that specializes in the real estate space. Miss Krishna Parikh, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Aaron, I'm so happy to be reconnecting with you. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I really appreciate you taking the time. I really try to hand select uh, individuals that I feel can really add value um, to the listeners. And I know people uh, will get tremendous value from uh, what you know about this space and, and about technology. So if you could really quickly, for those that are listening, take the time perhaps to just talk about your evolution, right? In the real estate space, right? Where you started, where you're at now and what your focus is. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to share. So um, I actually graduated from the University of Texas um, just three years ago. Wow. And I come from a background um, of real estate. So my dad is a developer, construction, um, you know, as well as as, as a personal real estate investor. And so I always kind of had that in in the back of my head, like dad's always done this. It's always been really fun to watch him. So maybe I'll get into this one day, maybe not. And then in college, I actually, you know, kind of hopped on the entrepreneurial train and did some projects on my own, got really excited. And then, um, you know, didn't really want to go down the path of, you know, joining a, a firm that already existed and had kind of gone down the technological path. I wanted to join something that was like on the trajectory of growth. That's when Keller Williams caught my eye and um, joined actually the research team at Keller where I was a technology research analyst. My job was to really source different startup companies, analyze them, understand their impact on the residential real estate space and educate the organization Um, and the broader Keller Williams ecosystem about how these technologies could have an impact on their businesses. Um, The real estate network, I think, gets pretty small once you start. And lo and behold, through my journey at Keller Williams, um, ended up meeting Modern Ventures, which is where I work now. And as you described earlier, Modern Ventures is a venture capital fund. And we invest kind of um, all across the board um, in real estate, finance, insurance, home services, hospitality, et cetera. That's fantastic. And, you know, I really love this idea that um, we were talking prior to uh, uh, getting started. The physical world, which is the world where we can taste, touch, and smell, and then the digital world. And we very yep. much are living in these two worlds, and the space that you play in is right in between. It's a merger between those two uh, you know, kind of world. So I guess my question for you, for a lot of agents, um, you know, that I kind of work with and not only in selling real estate, but also coaching and training agents throughout the country, I find that this idea of those two worlds is challenging for them. 
because their mental map of the world is one of just the physical world. So I guess from your perspective, how do you see kind of technology uh, and the, the digital world interacting with the physical world, specifically as it pertains to real estate agents? Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the things um, that's really important is obviously, you know, we're a house is, is buying a home is a very physical experience, right? And it's a tangible object. And so people want to be able to feel and touch what they're buying into, right? It's also the biggest purchase of their life for most people, you know, I think outside of real estate investors. So, you know, I think for, for agents, it's how do I create a very tangible, but also um, convenient experience for the customer that replicates the digital experience that they're having online with a lot of big brands that they interact with on a daily basis, right? That's very interesting. So this idea where um, because we're interacting as consumers, separate from being real estate agents, just being humans on planet Earth, and we're interacting with the internet, with these major companies, whether it be Amazon, Netflix, or different companies, that slowly but surely it's augmenting our expectations. Yep. Slowly but surely, it's augmenting our habits as to how we make decisions about who gets our money or once we've decided to use somebody's service, how it's delivered to me. Is that what I'm hearing from you? Exactly. Right. And so we're going to use, you know, we can use Amazon as an example. They have the buy button. Right. And you can quite literally buy an object or a product in within the matter of five seconds. Right. And so when, um, when I'm on the ground speaking with real estate agents and even consumers who are looking to buy a house, they're trying to cut out as much noise as possible, right? To create or look for, for themselves, a very seamless experience that takes them from pre-purchase to post-close with the least friction possible. That makes total sense to me. So, and, and this idea of pre-purchase, right? So, so if we're thinking in our mind, for those who are watching or listening, if you imagine, you know, the beginning of the process is, is they're out there kind of looking for an agent, whether they're going to buy or sell. The end of the process is, is we've closed the transaction. Yep. Yep. So in that pre-stage, one of the things that I've been talking to agents about a lot is that, you know, um, we were talking about trends and how in the calendar year of 2020, you know, people don't pick up the phone and call somebody first when they're interested in a product or service. What they're more likely not going to do is they're going to go online, probably go to Google, and then they're going to do some research, right? And look at reviews, websites, maybe, um, you know, like a video if there is one. And then they're either going to make the decision to purchase or they're then they're going to pick up the phone. Yeah. Right. So if you could talk a little bit about how these different business models are popping up around that trend, where if I'm here, the real estate agent, and the um, prospective clients here, the internet's in between and how people are bumping in, they're landing on the internet and then different business models are popping up around that. Can you share with agents? Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, I think, you know, to your point about pre-purchase, right? I think it's even more, you know, it's even more than just before you buy a home, right? I think it's reaching the customer before they know that they need to buy a new home, Yeah. right? And, you know, I think there, there's always this Target example that, you know, Target sent this mom coupons like for, for neonatal vitamins even before she knew she was pregnant. Right? Yeah, I, I remember <laughs> hearing about that. 
Right. And so you, I think what a lot of these tech technology companies are doing is how do I find the homeowner before they know they need to buy the home? Right. And so there's, there's a few different business models up and coming that I think are, are trying to help augment that piece, that marketing piece or that lead gen piece or that conversion acquisition piece for mm-hmm. agents. Right. And there's one um, company that we spoke about earlier Aaron, that's called addressable, right? And they really do combine the physical experience with the digital experience, right? They have um, robots that handwrite notes that, you know, can be matched with the agent's handwriting. And um, those cards are delivered in bulk to the targeted neighborhood that the agent wants to work with. And they, the agent gets leads from that physical interaction with the customer, right? And so, you know, I think that's one example where, you know, it's not quite the internet yet. And they are, you know, they're, they're kind of capturing this audience beforehand before they even hop on the internet, right? That's interesting. Yeah. And this idea of that business model, that business is a blend between those two worlds. So it's the physical world of like, you know, postcards and sending them out. And then the digital world of, you know, artificial intelligence using to write handwritten notes and sending it out before, you know, to to connect with people. Exactly. But then you also have the traditional digital models like Zillow, like Homelight, like, you know, even iBuyer models, right? That are, you know, one, they're, they're trying to get eyeballs on their website, right? And they want to capture the attention of as many viewers as possible so that they have this interaction, right? This consumer interaction with photos, with images, with video of, you know, what's actually happening in the market, right? It's a way to capture attention. What happens after you capture attention? You grasp, you know, you you grasp a viewer's time, which is an important resource. Which which in my opinion is like equally, if not as valuable as money. Exactly. And so what happens once you grasp the time? Now they're willing to give you a little bit more and a little bit more. And then lo and behold, you've kind of, you, you have a customer and you have all of this data that you've been capturing over the time that they've been giving you in order to convert that lead. Right. That's so interesting. So when you were saying this, I, I pictured like a funnel. Exactly. The top of the funnel is like, I'm taking what used to be specialized knowledge or information Yep. and I'm putting it on a website so you can look at it for free. And that's not benevolent. (laughs) It's not out of the kindness of their heart, right? The idea is, is I'm going to get you to the top of the funnel. You're going to interact. You're going to look at pictures, you know, videos, all this other stuff. And then the goal is, is to move you down the funnel. And as you move down to the funnel now with that particular model, they might say, okay, well, um, you know, if you're interested in selling your home, we'll buy it from you. Yep. So it's like they're offering their own products and services. Like, oh, you need to get a mortgage. Okay. Well, we own a mortgage company, so we'll get you pre-qualified. Exactly. So the challenge is, and I feel like most agents need to understand what you're saying. It's so important is that there is a fierce competition for eyeballs. Up at the top. Exactly. Right. And as that funnel gets thinner and thinner, typically what happens is that consumer is given so much of their resources to that singular company. Let's, you know, and they've, 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 they've kind of made a commitment, right? As you get, as you get down the funnel, the consumers made the commitment like, okay, I've looked at all of these, you know, pictures and videos on your website and I'm getting deeper and deeper and deeper into the process. Two years later, I'm still on that website and now I've made a commitment. 
because now I've been using your resources and I, you know, I trust you. I trust this knowledge exchange. And so now what I'm going to do is I'm going to use you as a resource because there has been um, a trust built up here. That's fascinating. So I just wrote that down. I think that's so interesting and how that interplays with social media and stuff where um, as you spend more time with me, first you give me your eyeballs, which again is currency. It really is. And then as time progresses and we interact or whatever, then what happens is you feel like you get to know me. And you feel like you can trust me. So you've already made kind of without signing any documentation, you've made a commitment that, okay, I'm going to stay in this ecosystem, whether that be Zillow, whether that be, you know, Homelight or whatever the ecosystem is. Exactly. Exactly. But on the flip side, you know, that's for the consumer, right? What's happening for the agent? The agent is being inundated with thousands of these digital lead gen platforms, right? or, you know, conversion platforms, how, how, however you want to refer to them, they're being inundated with all of this information, right? So how do you know what's good? How do you know what's actually going to convert, right? The conversion rates on a lot of these digital tools is very, very, very low. Super low. Right. And I think, and I'm curious to see your opinion in that, like, what I'm aware of is, so I give you an example. So let's say somebody watches me on social media. Yep. They ask me a question. There's some engagement. Yep. Then I say, hey, what's your number? So I can we can I can ask you a few questions so that way we can you know find out if I can be of assistance or help you or not. Now what I've done is I've taken it now from the digital. Now we're back to the physical, and then skill becomes part of the dynamic. Where now yeah. I can do use specialized knowledge information, kind of sales training and things of that nature. So that's how I see that kind of interaction happening. And as these different platforms push in and are offering referral fees, whether it be a Zillow or Homelite or Fast Expert or these different companies, understanding that interaction between the digital and the physical is really important. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, Aaron. And I think one thing that's really important to understand that relationships are a part of the physical world, right? Nothing is going to replace the white glove experience that you give to your clients and, you know, help them walk through this very important decision. There is, there's absolutely nothing that can replace that, right? I think technology can be used to augment those relationships and to help you in the process so you don't let things fall through the cracks, right? But the soft skills the confidence that you bring to the table, the knowledge of the market that you bring to the table is irreplaceable. That's awesome right? that you said that because I'm literally taking notes and I wrote down soft skills. Yeah. <laughs> what I wrote down was, is I wrote down um, like compassion, empathy, like leadership, um, certainty, which is really what yeah. confidence is about, right? It's like certainty, like, yes, we can get this done. Yeah. That those things are going to become increasingly more valuable because If I'm hearing you correctly, like these technology pieces are, again, eyeballs and trying to keep people in ecosystems and all that other stuff. But eventually you're going to have to talk to a human. Yep, exactly. You're going to have to talk to a human in order to complete a transaction. And again, the home is a physical object. You are going to go view it. You're going to go interact with it. Right. If a family of with with two or three children is moving into a new house, they want to know what the neighborhood is like. They want to know what the schools are like. 
right? And the agent is going to be there with them through that process, right? And just as the consumer trusted these digital websites with their time and their resources, that same trust has to be built in the physical environment. And that trust is built through the real estate agent. Right? Yeah, and that's interesting when you say that, because it's not only built through the agent, but then the agent can use tech to, um, to have that, to facilitate that. So by that, what I mean is like, let's say we're getting ready to connect and you haven't met me and you found me via platform, let's say. Right? Sure, or you found yeah. me online, whatever. And in the pre-qualification prior to us meeting, and you know, I say, listen, Chris, you know, my job is to help you and do a great job for you. So just so I'm clear, other than what we've discussed so far, you know, you want somebody who has a demonstrated track record in this geographic area, somebody who you know can get you top dollar quickly and efficiently, and then somebody who can manage this process from start to finish and make it smooth and easy for you. Is there anything else that you and your family would be looking for in terms of the selection process of an agent that would be important to you? And you tell me. And then I say to you something like, well, I know I'm just a voice over the phone, Kristen. And I know I came very highly recommended via the platform. In the email that I'm going to send you, uh, amongst other things, in the signature of my email, there'll be a link to our website, which you can check out and put a face to the name. There's also a link to all of my personal reviews online. I have over 435-star reviews from clients just like you that we've helped in this area from start to finish get the most. So I encourage you, before we connect, just to take a look at a few of those so you can get a feel and a flavor for the service and results we provide, Okay. And you're like, yeah, it's cool. So now I'm physical. I'm pushing you back to the digital world to do your due diligence, which you're used to doing anyway. That's how you make decisions about. Exactly. Yep, exactly. Right. And so I think, you know, now is the time to marry the two worlds together and build the bridges. And I think you can't have one without the other. We're not we're not living in that time anymore. Right. And so you have to use one to augment the other. And it can be vice versa, too. Right. If you start off and, you know, you're an older agent, you've done this for a really long time and you already have the relationships and you already have the network, right? You can, you can really amplify that network and show them the value that you bring to your table by using the technology. Now, if you're a newer agent and you're trying to build the, net, the network, sure, you can get familiar with the digital tools that exist, Right. And you know you can you can um, you can really hone in on, on on those technology skills, but you know ultimately you can use the technology to develop the the, the, the relationships as well, right? Yeah. So I think it really depends on your journey and where you're at and how you choose to use these. But I think the point that we're trying to make is that they're you know one can't replace the other. No, and so and I guess I'm curious because one of the things I do here. From agents frequently, uh, particularly you know folks who may have not grown up with this technology or be at a different kind of cycle, right stage in their life cycle, <laughs> um, is they'll say to me like, "Well, you know, I'm not, I'm not like really good with tech. I'm not like techie." And when they say that to me, what I hear is like, "Okay, well, you don't like money, right?" Because like that's how things are changing. So I guess from your perspective, if you were to kind of coach or train an agent or mentor them and say like, "Hey," These are some really important trends that I see happening, right? Because I'm interacting with all of these companies uh, that use digital world to kind of, you know, do business within the real estate space. Here's just some really important trends that as an agent, you must be paying attention to and pivoting to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, there's a, 
there's a few things I think, regardless of the journey that you're at, that, that you should be paying attention to. And I think there's different ones for brokerages and for agents as well. So I think, cause, cause you have different focuses, right? Yeah. So if you're, if you're a broker owner and your main goal is recruiting and retention, right. Then, you know, I think some trends to focus on are, you know, what kind of benefits are you offering to keep your customer or to keep your, your agents on board, right? What tools are you using to help um, engage them with their soft skills and help make them better, right? Um, there's so many tools out there right now that, you know, analyze your voice and your voice inflections and can help you um, close the sale by quite honestly altering your voice inflections so you sound more confident and more trustworthy, right? And those are all artificially intelligence-based tools, right? Um, and, you know, how can brokers kind of um, build their brand and their brand identity within the ecosystem so that, you know, they're the experts in the neighborhood. And, you know, by that, the agents also become experts by working with them, right? So that's on the broker side. But then on the agent side, you know, you kind of have to look at your goals and you have to understand kind of what you want out of the next year, five years, 10 years. Like, what are your goals? What are your sales goals, right? And then based on those sales goals, you kind of have to observe the trends that work best for you, right? So if you're a brand new agent and you're just starting out and you're trying to create your, your sphere, right? What kind of digital tools are you going to use to help build you help build your sphere? Are you going to use tools like Addressable, which you know help you build your physical presence through postcards? Are you going to use social media? You know, are you going to use those types of trends, or are you a more seasoned agent and you've seen trends over the past two to five years that you know will help you create a more vertically integrated ecosystem where you say, I need you know different pieces of my business to kind of grow my business instead of keeping it stagnant. So I guess I'm wondering, um, personally, like, cause you have this very unique perspective, right? What do you feel are agents biggest blind spots as it pertains to technology and what's happening in the real estate space? That's really interesting. Um, you know, I think as an agent, we focus on, you know, lead gen and CRM tools and, you know, how to keep people within our network and how to keep customers within our network. And sometimes we ignore kind of the macro trends, right. In construction and, and, you know, maybe in development and insurance and all of these things and how that's changing. Right. And so I think, you know, it's important to kind of identify trends at a macro level. And so when we think about residential, single family residential homes, for example, right? There's actually this company called Icon in Austin, Texas, and they 3D print houses in the matter of one week. And these houses are, you know, absolutely livable, just like normal. They have plumbing, electricity, everything. And a consumer can purchase this house directly from Icon or directly from the developer who uses Icon in order to build this house, right? And so when you think about macro trends like that, that are changing the way that real estate is developed and the entire value chain of real estate, 
right? That really brings things into perspective. And, you know, as an agent, I think you have to think long-term, what do I have to do in order to provide the experience for my customers who can easily go to a developer and buy a home, a brand new house within the matter of a week that can be ready in the matter of a week, brand new. That's crazy. Yeah. Right. And so 10 years down the line, that's going to look a lot different than some of the things that we're talking about right now. Right. That, that is technology. That's 3d printing technology. That's robotics. Right. That's something that we don't even talk about right now. Right. But that's in the pipeline. And there's actually communities being built right now using that technology. Yeah. It's kind of like, I would imagine like the way it was with like artificial intelligence, like 10 years ago where it's like, eh, like, you know, but now it's like, yeah, I mean, that's happening that people are using it. Um, and with like deep AI and all that other stuff, like that's coming right for sure. And the technology you're describing now where people are using, um, 3d printing to print homes like that, like you said, it would disrupt the whole chain. Exactly. Not just press time and make it frictionless and all the stuff you were just talking about, right? Exactly. Exactly. Right. So that I think something like this really brings everything together. Right. And it's the future. Right. It really is. And when they're developing communities and all sorts of things, they're not only doing that, they're helping mitigate homelessness, which makes accessibility a really big topic. Right. So affordability and affordability, because I can move into one of these houses really quickly and I can purchase this house without having $60,000 in my bank account. Right. And so as an agent, what parts of real estate do you associate yourself with? And what do you consider yourself an expert at? Is it investments? Is it new developments? Is it, you know, construction? Is it home services? Is it, you know, home insurance? I don't know. Right. And what is, what is that depth of knowledge that you can bring to the table that really helps to diversify um, kind of your customer base and what you can bring to the table? That's interesting. So what I'm hearing you say, which I've heard from all different types of venues and places and people who know a lot about uh, your kind of expertise is it's moving more and more to like hyper specialized local expert, right? Because you can't compete with the, with the large kind of uh, game, the Amazons of the world, the Zillows of the world, like they do that uh, at scale. Exactly. Right. The only place that we can really uh, compete and win the way I like to describe it is like, if there was a, uh, like on, on planet earth, if there's a castle, somebody's going to want to invade the castle. <laughs> That's just the way it is. Right. Uh, yep. So, but it's like, all right, if I was going to protect that castle, I'd probably put a moat around it, right? I'd probably put some not enjoyable things in the moat, right? Some leeches or some sharks. I'd probably have some archers at the top. I'd have a drawbridge, right? So um, like the competitive advantage for agents, if I'm hearing you correctly, is specialized hyper-local kind of expertise. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't think that necessarily has to be in neighborhoods. I don't think that, that you know, it doesn't have to be, so like it, it can be hyperlocal expertise in and around real estate too. Yeah. Right? Like in a space, like it could be like with uh, divorce real estate or with exactly. uh, construction exactly. or right. Exactly. And that, you know, and I, you were asking the question about trends earlier. Yeah. 
And, you know, I think that has a lot to do with the trends that you most identify with, right? If you are, if your knowledge is really specific to real estate investments, then the tools and the trends that are applicable to you are going to be very, very different than someone who specializes in new construction. Yeah. Or residential retail or whatever, right? Residential retail or whatever. Right. And so, you know, I, I just say that to, to kind of bring everything together. Right. It's um, you, the, the, the customer wants a curated experience. Right. And you have to go find the customers that want that curated experience. Right. And so there's, you know, you're going to attract the customers that want the knowledge that you have. Right. And you're going to have to create assets around the knowledge that you have. And so you are going to create this, you know, ecosystem, just like, you know, whenever you go on Netflix and they have movies curated directly for you, when you go on Amazon, they have a, a you know, a, a home page of purchase items that might be interested for you. The agent is then going to create this experience that's very directed towards what's right for you and what you are interested in. And there's going to be an agent out there for you, just like there's a program for you. It's just like That's there's so a- interesting. As you're saying that, what I imagine is like imagining like an agent as a tile. Yeah. Where it's like, this is what I want. This is my specific situation. This is what I want. You click on the tile and then it's like, boop, you know, you're in this ecosystem and, you know, with the specialized knowledge. And it makes me think about um, this idea of like being an app store and not an app. Exactly. Which exactly. is where what you're saying to me is that what, what individuals agents, like beyond just kind of brokerage firms, what individuals and agents should be doing is what the, the, the big players are doing. Which yeah. is we're attempting to, through acquisition, right, whether it be, you know, using the internet to acquire eyeballs, and then you have this ecosystem, and um, then it's creating products and services around your specific, like specialized knowledge. Yeah. So you're creating your own little kind of little ecosystem. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I think we, we talked a little bit about this earlier, but I, I, I want to, I kind of want to bring it up to the audience that, and I think it's really important that, you know, once you have that special specialized knowledge, you can start vertically integrating your business, right. To create these separate sources of, you know, income of knowledge of people, of relationships and of, of tools, right. And you can help build your business in a very specific way rather than you being kind of an agnostic generalist brokerage or an agnostic generalist agent. Yeah. And I feel like that agnostic generalist agent is going to have a problem moving forward where we were talking about how like, um, and, I, and then I'll ask you this question about like what you like it's 2030, like what do you see the real estate space like? But I was saying that agents in the future are ones that have to be a like super ninja salespeople because it's very competitive, right? So being able to convert at a high level, once I get somebody on the phone and that comes down to skill, yep. they have to understand that trend of people going online and they make it easy for people to find them as far yep. as an acquisition channel. And then C being that the cost of sale is going up due to paying more and more referral fees being vertically integrated, right? Yeah. So, so, you know, you sell real estate, you know, maybe you have ownership in a market center, maybe you have a downline, maybe you have some investments, maybe, right? So there's like multiple flows and streams based on your specialized knowledge or expertise. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's exactly right. Yeah. So I guess my question is, is so, so let's say it's like 2030. Okay. It's 10 years from today. So what do you think from the agent's perspective, right? 
what is their experience going to be like in 2030? Yeah. So, you know, I think it, it, it goes along very well with the conversation that we just had, right? And I think this is well-known information across real estate in America. There's 10% of the agents that do 80% of the business, right? And if you want to be a part of that 10% right now, you have to close a certain number of deals. You have to attain certain targets and you have to do a certain amount of business, right? And so, you know, I think that's going to be more true as time continues, right? As, you know, these digital players try and eat more and more of your commission, you're going to have to close more deals and you're going to have to close more, you know, business. But I think in addition to that, you're also going to have to own more pieces of the transaction in order to do the same volume of business that you do currently. So when you say own more pieces, tell me, like, explain to the audience what you mean. Yeah, so... Owning more parts of the business could mean, you know, that you, that you obviously, you, you know, you could own a piece of a market center. You could own a title company or piece of a title company, company, mortgage company. You know, you could have, you know, a referral platform. I mean, you can get really creative, right. With parts of the business that you want to own. Yeah. But you know, I think that that's truly the future. I know that there's actually mid-tier brokerages out there who are franchising out mortgage companies, right? And wow. so, yeah, and that's actually a new model that I've seen in the space where, you know, the mortgage company lives directly under the brokerage model so that they can refer those clients directly to their own mortgage company. Yeah, and kind of get like an affiliate or a rip or like whatever, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I love that guidance because I think it's so just accurate, right? That um, in the future, uh, and you said something which I love because you're being honest, like as these companies try to pull away more of the commission, which they are, yeah. that with time, what's going to happen is, is that the net goes down. So yeah. as you're saying, it just it's moving towards volume. And the other thing I think is interesting is these online platforms that give out referrals, they have algorithms, that are figuring out who's the best at converting leads. And once they figure out who's the best at converting leads, they're going to channel more leads to them. So like you were saying now more than ever, even though it's like, you know, it's like probably 90% do like, or 5% agents do like 90% of the business, right? That'll get even more magnified where you'll have like this 0.01% that do like crazy amounts of business and everybody else like does very little. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, I think to some of the things that we were talking about earlier, there's franchises and brokerages that offer these tools to their agents. And the ones that have done so earlier have created a sticky enough environment for agents to operate very successfully within these ecosystems to create that stickiness, not only for the agent, but also for the customer. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. So like with like, um, you know, whether it be like a compass or like a command with Keller Williams, where like they want agents to be utilizing their uh, technology. Right. And as they do, and like and what you were telling me as far as like commitment, when I give you more, I give you more, I give you more. Now it's like, oh man, like it's, it's a pain for me to like go somewhere else. Right. Yeah. The switching costs are too high. <laughs> so it's like, I'm gonna get you so deep down the well where it's going to be like painful to change and you're not going to want to do it. 
Exactly. And, and if, you know, I mean, think if, 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 if I'm a customer with Chase and all of my banking information yeah. is with Chase and my mortgages are with Chase and my car payments are with Chase, like, do I really want to switch from Chase to Bank of America? No, like, like the pain would have to be so great. You would have to be so mad about something or the opportunity would have to be so outsized, like a huger interest rate, like something, right? For you to go through the discomfort of pulling everything away from one place and going someplace else. Exactly. And that's, you know, I think that is the same with, you know, real estate with that's the same thing that agents are experiencing. And, you know, I think that's true with the customer. I think, you know, at the beginning of the conversation, I spoke about pre-purchase to post-close. The reason that that value chain is so important is because in the, you know, you offer this experience from from pre-purchase to close, right? And typically what happens is after close, you drop off and you don't really talk to this person really ever again, right? The, 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 the chances of that person buying a house again are very low, right? Because most, you know, most people switch houses every 10 to 15 years, maybe more so now, but it's a really long life cycle, right? Super long. So if you drop off, you don't have any engagement. So the post-purchase part is actually very, very valuable right now in this entire ecosystem to create the stickiness, right? It's fascinating because I think what most agents do is they're only focused on acquisition, like that pre, like how do I get the client? And then you get them and then like you're saying, you close and it's like, boop. however, retention, like if you can keep retention, like you can raise retention like 5%, you can increase profits by like 25%. Because once they leave that ecosystem, that's very, very expensive. And people who have done business with you they have like a 60% chance provided you have a good service. Like they'll do business with you again. Oh, they'll buy a product or service from you again if you create a need. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think what are some ways in that post-purchase process and what are some tech tools in that post-purchase process? You know, one of the things that I always like to talk about is like, you know, whenever an agent sends a closing gift, it's always a bottle of wine or, you know, maybe a gift card or something like that. Um, we've actually seen some new models come out where, you know, all homeowners have filters in their homes and there's actually a, sub, a, a, a filter subscription company. And you as an agent can send as a closing gift, a filter subscription with your name plastered on that box. So every time the customer has to change out their filters, you are sending it to them. It's way more valuable than that bottle of wine because they need to change their filters out anyways. You're helping them take care of your, your house that you sold them and you're creating a touch point every single time they get a filter. That's right? wonderful. That's so cool. And then it's like what, what popped into my head, it's like that. And then it's like on top of it, then, you know, I call them, you know, maybe once a quarter, I send them like bomb bomb videos, just let, like about what's happening in their neighborhood, maybe a birthday video, like, hey, Chris, I know it's your birthday. I, I just want to say happy birthday to you, right? You're wonderful. Thanks for being a part of our uh, kind of group and allowing us to serve your real estate needs. Hope you have a wonderful day. Right. Exactly. Right. And so my point with, with filters is home services is actually a huge part of the transaction process, right? How can you help them with moving? How can you help them with repairs? How can you help them with reconstruction design, you know, and there's so many tools out there that you can actually, you know, create a marketplace out of this too, right? Like where there's so many opportunities to connect with the consumer and stay connected with the consumer. 
That's right. very, very interesting because what I'm aware of is like when most people think about that post, it's like, okay, well, I send them something in the mail, you know, maybe I call them a little bit, but they're not thinking like, okay, how could I with home services? And that's probably very inexpensive for filters, right? For a subscription. Absolutely. It's is, 50 bucks for the year, whatever it is, right? Yeah. And then every time they open that filter, they're like, oh yeah, Aaron, like he's awesome. Thanks for the filter. Yeah. And I mean, you, you know, you start thinking about things like home warranties and things like that, obviously, you know, RESPA's in place and we have to offer options when we're doing things like that. But when you offer options, are you offering, you know, companies that have been, been around for a hundred years in the home, in the home warranty space, or are you truly offering an innovative home warranty product, right? We've got, you know, a home warranty company in our portfolio that makes owning a home as easy as renting, right? So it's everything from electronics to lights to I mean, you name it and they've got it. Wow. They've got it taken care of, right? So they're in that company's called Super. So if if you're looking again for that curated experience to offer to the client, you know, there there's technology that exists out there that's more valuable than, you know, than you than what you would typically spend on. Yeah. And the idea is, is like, let's say that, like that type of service, and then like like the super plus like the uh um, thing with the filters and then and then you add on top of that like a, you know the video and like whatever like now you that's sticky man like I'm adding value right um, really kind of it's a curated experience like you said so when the time comes and they think because they have so many options at their disposal I'm giving them um, I'm increasing the probability that they'll consider me to help them again exactly exactly yeah that's awesome and what I'm aware of is that like I really think about like business in many ways where we talked about like the uh uh, the castle. Yeah. Like in many ways it is, I mean, it's like, it's battle, right? <laughs> it's just intellectual battle uh, kind of. Sure, um, yeah. So it's like, these are tools that agents can be using to protect as much as possible the castle, right? Like, yeah. um, and to protect their clients, like once they, you know, uh, have engaged with them that they're going to retain them because these other companies are, are, are coming after them. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, I think it all goes back to you know, I think we can, we can really bucket it into, you know, two categories, right? It's one experience, 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 right? They say location, location, location for real estate, for customers when you're purchasing. I think the slogan for agents should be experience, experience, experience. And then um, really the second bucket is, you know, diversifying and having your eggs in all different baskets. But while having your eggs in all different baskets, owning many different parts of that experience. Love it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to have to send you a t-shirt that just says owner on the front. <laughs> That's what I'm all about, man. I, I, there's, there's a, you know, uh, consumers and there's owners and you want to put yourself in the position of the owner. So listen, I really, really appreciate you taking the time. This has been a super engaging conversation. I very much will have enjoyed it. I'm really, uh, positive that the, uh, audience will enjoy it too. So if people want to connect with you, if they want to, you know, ask you any questions or perhaps pitch an idea for some uh, company that they have, where can they find you? Absolutely. My email is Krishna at modernventures.com. Um, and modern is spelled with an extra E at the end. So it's technically modern, but we're not French, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And then if they wanted to connect with you on like social media, do you have any platforms that like they can find you on? Yeah, on um, Twitter, my handle is Krishna Parikh, um, P-A-R-I-K-H-0-1. And um, you can find me on LinkedIn. 
Awesome. Well, perfect. Well, again, listen, I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Aaron. My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to the Aaron Novello podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow Aaron on Instagram at Aaron Novello. Happy hunting.